Welcome in to episode two of the Cellar Dweller podcast. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Cullen King. I'm here with Donnie Gilmore as usual. Uh, last week, sorry for the lack of no episode, we could not find the time to record as we were both busy and doing things around. We didn't have time to stone and block out an hour and a half to record. Donnie, how you been? I've been good. How are you doing, Colin? Ah, just dandy. Good to hear. Good to hear. So today we're going to get started with the MLB. We're going to touch on the wild card a little bit because, of course, we had our picks and they did not really go as planned as we realized. So as we both picked the Milwaukee Brewers, they just could not pick up the offense all game as they ended up falling to the Diamondbacks 5-2 to two as they got eliminated in the best out of three series. That was really heartbreaking to watch. I mean, I thought this team would at least put up a fight and go to the NLDS as the Diamondbacks are actually putting up a fight against the Dodgers right now. But unfortunately, we just could not see that. I mean, the pitching staff also didn't do the greatest as we expected. But, you know, the, I feel like the best team won there. It's hard to say, but the Diamondbacks were the better team in that series, Colin. Yeah, I mean, we went down there for game one of the uh, wild card series, and what we saw probably was uh, uh, disappointing because they come out there early 3 nothing lead, and uh, Corbin Burns gives up three home runs and just doesn't look like himself. And he didn't play well in the big game, and a lot of it, I think, is just on... Burns is ready to get on Milwaukee, even though he's got to sit there for another year with that ARB hearing coming up. But I think the Brewers will probably dish him. Uh, with Craig Council, probably going to leave Milwaukee this year. That's a good sight to see gone. I know a lot of people like him. I am not a fan of Council myself. I think he makes a lot of poor decisions. Won't play the hot bat when they're uh, when they're hitting well in the regular season and they cool off and just isn't the greatest of the lineup every day. And just making decisions around like having Contreras catch Burns when Carantini kind of caught Burns all year. He could have used uh, Contreras to DH instead of um, Mark can't hit but yeah what do you think Donnie yeah I definitely think Council should be gone I get it he's gotten us to the playoffs the last five out of six years but in my opinion there's really no point if you're not going to get a team past the NLDS I mean we got to the NLCS that one year and that was really it and I think we need more out of a coach like that but another thing is of course Colin was talking about his poor decisions one, the 40-man roster, I don't understand. I don't know why you're bringing up Jesse Winker, who ended up not doing so well as it showed in Milwaukee as he got booed both games that he got brought into pinch hit. I don't know why you don't have Garrett Mitchell up there. I don't even know why you don't bring anyone else in there. I, Monasterio was on the bench, and it was against the righty. I would trust Monasterio in that situation more than Jesse Winker as a lefty, and I think Colin can agree with me on that. Well, I, I don't like Monasterio either. I think they, they should have brought in Garrett Mitchell to hit, but they already had a lefty up in Terang, so I don't know why they just didn't ride with him and pinch hit the next guy. But Yeah, I mean, Terang, he was 0-for-1 on the day. He had one bad at-bat. I think that was, I believe that's when he got into a double play, but, I mean, that's going to happen in baseball. You're not going to have – you're not going to get a hit. You're not going to get on base. I mean, he hit the ball hard, but but on to other games before before we get too crazy about Before we that. ramble. yeah. We uh we got the Rangers beating the Rays seven to one as that was also only a two game series as all of them were two game series I thought at least one of them would go into three Colin yeah all sweeps there in the wild card round I picked the Rays uh, unfortunately and they they dropped to the Rangers I guess I wasn't high enough on the Rangers uh the Twins swept the Blue Jays uh, Twins are also tied right now with the Astros one one in game three right now uh the Phillies beat my Marlins. That was a nice World Series pick out of you. <laughs> well, you know, that's why they pay me the big bucks. Nothing. 
Yeah. I mean, sometimes you got to take a gamble. But as I said in the first episode, I think that was a little too much of a gamble there, Colin. Yeah, I don't know. I like the Marlins, and I think they're going to be back next year. Let's go fish. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But that was it for the wild card round. We currently have the divisional round going on. As on Saturday, the Orioles played with the Rangers, and they ended up falling 3-2. to two. We didn't get to watch much of these games. We were watching a lot of college football. The Rangers are up on the Orioles 2-0, and that's not very good for me as that's my World Series pick. As the Braves and Phillies, they play tomorrow. The series is tied 1-1. to And the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks play tomorrow as Arizona is up 2-0. to And I kind of want to catch up on that game a little bit, Colin, as Kershaw did not have the greatest outing the other day. Hall of Fame Kershaw there, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we're going to look at his stat line here, he did not have the greatest day. It was not a good day for him at all. As he couldn't even get through an inning as he pitched only a third. Gave up six runs and got pulled right away, and the Diamondbacks just kept hitting. They did not slow down one bit. Yeah, and then last night I think they came back and they hit. They were up two nothing, then they were tied two two, and then hit a two run bomb to go up four two to put that series of two nothing in their favor out there in the NL West. As two teams meet, that uh, you know the Dodgers have kind of run that division and the kind of the National League for the past five six years so it's good to see them falling yeah, off here the diamondbacks put up a pretty good fight with that series too but i mean i'm hoping for the best for the diamondbacks I, I know they beat the brewers but i'm always with the underdogs but yeah no very good baseball we've been seeing but you got anything else on baseball i kind of want to talk about a little more about the phillies and braves last night that was a pretty exciting ending i i do not have much to say about the baseball right now all right well we're gonna catch up a little bit on the braves and phillies last night as that was an amazing ending as the braves they made a play at the warning track as Cassianos he smoked that ball and harris made a beautiful play on it to rob it at the wall and then they got it in and turned two there's really nothing the phillies could have done there that ball was ripped he got play aggressive and i don't blame harper for no into our college football slate of games for the weekend uh we'll just touch on the big ones ohio state beat maryland lsu beat mizzou oklahoma took down texas in the red river rivalry uh that game was awesome to watch uh ucla beat washington state unc beat syracuse alabama beat a&m by a score just kind of going through here louisville beats notre dame 33 to 20 notre dame did not have the greatest of games there they uh they did not look like themselves as Sam Hartman turned the ball over three times. Did throw for 254 and two touchdowns. It just was not enough for the Irish to take down the Louisville Cardinal. They fall to 5-2, and two, and Louisville is still undefeated. Yeah, they're having a really good year. They weren't able to stop the run game as Louisville's running back went for 20, 21 carries, 143 yards, and two touchdowns. That's... He- He's a hard running back to stop. I was watching a little bit of that game. That dude is huge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that guy is good. I think Louisville's offense kind of adds to it a little bit. Um, USC only beat Arizona by two in overtime. Triple overtime. Triple overtime. Though they, went to, they went to the watch. Yeah, they went to the two-point showdown. Um, again, shows Caleb Williams' flaws as a quarterback and shows he's not the end-all, be-all for you know Bears fans saying he's better than Justin Fields. Um, Michigan beat Minnesota. As we're also going to mention that Wisconsin did beat Rutgers 24-13. Now, I'm pretty proud of this win. Rutgers is a very good team coming into this, but I I thought Mordecai played pretty well. I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, they stopped the quarterback pretty well. I mean, 181 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. That defense looks good. They got Iowa next week. That's a huge game for the West. I'm really excited to watch that. Uh, Jackson Aker, as we know, that's... 
Ches Malusi went down with an injury, season ending. Hate to see that, of course, as a senior. But Aker, 13 carries, 65 yards. I thought he filled in that role really well. Of course, it's not Ches, but Hunter Wooler, the Muskego alumni, four tackles, five assists. He's looked really good after he was out all last year. But as now we are going to go on to the top 25 rankings as the top four is just the usual. Oklahoma went up to number five as they deserve that. USC went down. Texas went down six spots. I think they should have went down a little more. And just another big one, Washington State went down six. And then uh, Kansas came in as they were not ranked and now they are 23rd. And then Kentucky went down to 24 as they dropped four spots. And Miami went down eight spots as now they are at 25. Yeah, a lot going on in college football this year. It's a, it's a goofy year for college football. Some new teams kind of surging. Yeah, it's, you love to see it. I love it, though. Even Maryland, they put up a pretty good fight against Ohio State, as you were mentioning earlier, but then Ohio State just took over in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're going to see probably in the next two, three years as some of this NIL uh, restrictions come in and the transfer portal gets restricted a little bit more. Um, kind of a go back to we're going to see some more bottom – not bottom tier teams, but not, you know, your blue blood power five teams winning all the time because I think kids are going to want to go other way, other places and start to play right away and kind of earn that money that they think they deserve. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, um, we're going to roll here into tonight, the NHL, the puck drops to start the year. The Lightning and Predators are the first game of the NHL regular season. Uh, the Hawks take on the Penguins in Connor Bedard's NHL debut tonight. And the Kraken and the Golden Knights, the battle of the expansion teams, take on play tonight at 9.30. But we're going to talk more about this Blackhawks-Penguins matchup right now, right? Yep. Because if you, if you trace it back the way the way I did for you the other day when we were talking, is so Connor Bedard is supposed to be the next Connor McDavid. Well, Connor McDavid was supposed to be the next Crosby. And Crosby was supposed to be the next Lemieux. And Lemieux was supposed to be the next Gretzky. And Gretzky was supposed to be the next Gordie Howe. So it just kind of trails back there and... Uh, Connor Bernard, he's, he's the kind of the, the top prospect, the most hype, and kind of the guy that everyone's been talking about in the hockey world for the last two, three years now. First overall pick in Chicago uh, is taking on Crosby tonight in the debut in Chicago, right? So it's a little, feel a little set up for him. And I know Blackhawks fans are happy, and hockey fans are happy to see him finally in the league and see what he can do. He kind of ripped up the uh, ripped up the preseason, everyone making a big deal out of him. Pittsburgh is favored. The Hawks are not a good team. It's kind of the Bedard show tonight. Uh, we'll be out live on ESPN. Still going to be fun, man. It's hockey. Hockey's back. Hockey is back. So here's what we're going to do. I'm a hockey guy. Donnie knows a tad bit about hockey. Not much, but I'm going to be learning a lot more this year. So we are going to predict what we think the eight teams from each conference that are going to make the playoffs this year. So, Donnie, let's start in the East. I'll give my winner for each division, then you can. So out of the East Atlantic division, um, I'm going to have Boston. They were the best team in hockey last year, and I think uh, they're going to win the Atlantic division again. The Atlantic's a tough division every year with Toronto, Tampa Bay, Florida, Detroit now surging. That, that, that division is the division to beat over there in the East. And then down in the Metro, I'm going to take this new-look Devils team. No, I'm 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 kidding. I'm going I'm going with the Hurricanes. The Hurricanes they won it last year. They should win it again this year. I don't hate the Devils. The Devils took second last year in the Metro, but I think the Hurricanes still have it again this year. Donnie, what do you think? 
Yeah, I'm going to think the Lightning, they finished third there last year. I'm going to take them winning. I think it's going to be really tight with them and the Bruins. And then with the other one, I'm going to take the Rangers here. I think that they'll battle for that spot. I think the Hurricanes are actually going to be coming in at third this year. Well, the Rangers did lose Tarasenko to Ottawa. And Ottawa is another team to not sleep on. They uh, picked up Vladimir Tarasenko, uh, Dominic Kubalik from the Wings in a trade. But to finish out the rest of the East, so my 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 other seven teams that are going to get in, or my other six teams from the East that are going to get in, it's going to be Florida, Tampa Bay, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Penguins, the Red Wings, and the Maple Leafs. I am having one, two, three, four, five, five teams coming out of the Atlantic, three coming out of the Metro. I think the Wings this year with the addition of uh, Alex DeBrinkett to help help about scoring with their strong defensive core with Maurice Sider, Simone Edvinson, Oli Mata. Uh, they picked up a couple of uh, goalies this year and Jim Reimer to back up. Uh, they still have the forwards up front and Lucas Raymond, Dylan Larkin. They're deep this year. They're young. They're coming up last year, just barely missed the playoffs. This year, trying to sneak in. They were very competitive last year, and um, I think they're going to get in this year and kind of take a spot away from that last Metro team. What about you? Yeah, as I said, I have the Lightning winning winning the Atlantic, but then I have the Bruins, Maple Leafs, and Sabres sneaking in, and then I got the Hurricanes, Devils, and Penguins getting in for Metro. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a different pick there with the Penguins. They're kind of falling off, but, you know, they're always a team that'll compete. So coming out of the Central Division, kind of been run by Colorado the last couple of years, and I think Colorado is going to win the Central again. And then out in the Pacific, I'm going to take the Connor McDavid Oilers, winning the Pacific this year. We'll get into that later, but I think this might be the Oilers-Stanley Cup year. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with the Stars winning the Central this year. I think that they have a really good team. It did show last year as they were in a fight with the Avalanche. But then I am also going to have McDavid's or Oilers win in the Pacific. Yeah, I think the Golden Knights won't have as strong as a year as they did. You know, they're going to have that Stanley Cup hangover. But uh, the rest of the teams I'm going to have making the playoffs, I'm going to take the Stars, the Wild, and the Predators coming out of the Central. And then out of the Pacific, I said the Oilers are going to win. I'm going to have the Knights get in the Kraken, and the Ducks. Those are my picks for the Western Conference. Danny, what about you? Yeah, as I said, I also have the Stars in that first in the Central, and I'm going to have the Avalanche getting in with the Wild, and then the Coyotes. And then for the Pacific Division, I had the Oilers winning. I'm also going to have the Golden Knights, Kings, and I'm also going to have the Kraken. Yeah, all right, the Kraken. I took the Ducks, who took last last year in that division. I think they're going to get in the playoffs. I like Trevor Zegers. I like uh, kind of what the Ducks are doing over there. Maybe getting in that fourth spot, and if they don't, well, whatever. It's one spot in the playoffs. Well, let's get into the NFL talk for the week here. What we know best. Yes, it is what we know best. You want to recap how we did on our picks on the show we were going to record and never got around to do? Yeah, so for Chicago and Washington, Colin had that one right as Chicago ended up winning that one 40 to 40-20. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. One hell of a game as he was on my fantasy team. Big game for him. New York and Denver, we'll get into that a little later as Colin also got that one correct as I got that one wrong as the Jets took down Denver 31-21. to 21. As Jacksonville and Buffalo, we both had Buffalo, but Jacksonville snuck out with that one 25 to 25-20. I felt like they had a lot of home field advantage there being in London two two weeks in a row. But And then for the Tennessee and Indianapolis, 
Cole ended up taking Tennessee, and I took Indy as Indy won 23-16. And then we both took New Orleans as New Orleans beat New England 34-0. Mac Jones got benched again. And for Baltimore and Pitt, we both took Baltimore as Pittsburgh has not looked the best with Canada's offense especially. But Pittsburgh did sneak out with that one after Baltimore decided to drop a lot of balls that game. But And then for Houston and Atlanta, we um, Colin took Atlanta, I took Houston. Atlanta did sneak out with that one 21-19 with a last-second field goal by Young-Way Koo. Carolina and Detroit. Carolina, again, not the best game as they lost 42-24 as we both took Detroit. New York Giants and Miami. We both took Miami. New York Giants did not play a good game as they lost 31-16. And then Cincinnati and Arizona. Colin took Cincinnati. As I took the upset here on Arizona, I thought they'd play a little bit of a better game, as they did for a little bit. But Cincinnati did pull out 34-20. And then for the next game, we got Philly and Los Angeles Rams, as we both took Philly, as Philly did win that one twenty-three to 14 As we saw the goal line sneak at the end of this first half that Colin will probably talk about a lot. And then KC and Minnesota. I took KC as Colin took Minnesota, but Minnesota did fall 27-20. to Not a good look for the Vikings fans with Justin Jefferson's injury. We'll also get into that a little later. And then the Sunday night game, Dak Prescott on primetime, Dallas and San Francisco. Dak Prescott throws in three interceptions as Colin took Dallas. I took San Francisco. San Francisco wins 42-10. to And then the Monday night game, I took Green Bay as Colin took Las Vegas as Las Vegas pulled out 17 to 13 with a classic Jordan Love three interception night. You love to see that. Jordan Love three picks in prime time, one to seal the game when he's when they're driving to go win. Jordan Love might not be the guy there Green Bay. Been trying to tell all Packer fans that all offseason. I get it. He got the backup Rodgers, but I don't think he's experienced enough yet to, to play. I don't think he just has the talent to do it. I mean, he did not play at the best college. I mean, we saw some we saw some good pieces out of him. I mean, anyone can play well against the Bears defense. I mean, that's look true. At, I mean, look at Denver. Right, right. I mean, the Bears defense is weak. They're terrible. So yeah, I mean, I, that's not much to judge Jordan Love on, but I don't think he's the truth over there. But I'll start Thursday night, Chicago at Washington. Right. So the Bears play Denver, have a great first half, fall apart in the second half. We almost saw that again. Uh, watching the game as they had a great first half. Uh, Justin Fields again. Yeah, so Justin Fields came out throwing. He was 15 for 29, 282 yards with four touchdowns. On the ground, all the Bears running backs got hurt. As Khalil Herbert, before he got hurt, had 10 carries for 76 yards. Roshan Johnson, the rookie, three carries for 19 yards. Fields, 11 for 57 on the ground. And Kerry Blash gained the fullback at eight carries for 26 yards at the end of the game. DJ Moore, the guy to talk about besides Justin Fields, eight receptions, 230 yards, and three touchdowns. Combet had five catches, 42 yards, and a touchdown. Darnell Mooney, he has not been getting involved this year for the Bears. First play of the game, take a shot at him, and he backpedals like a high school receiver. He just had to keep running, and that ball falls into his hands. Luckily, DJ Moore bails him out there, doesn't bail him up, but makes the next play for him. They're down in the, the red zone and makes the catch for his first touchdown of the game. Donnie, what do you got to say there? Yeah, DJ Moore definitely looked a lot comfort really comfortable. Fields looked really comfortable, and I think it has a lot to do without Chase Claypool. There's no no more drama in there as he got traded in Miami earlier in the week. But I'm happy for DJ Moore. I mean, he did not look happy in Carolina one bit, but I mean he had one he had probably his best game of the year, and I really hope it does stay consistent for him. Yeah, the Bears' offense. Um, the one one complaint I have was them rotating Trevin Jenkins, Te- Tevin Jenkins out of the game. 
he uh, is the Bears' best offensive lineman, and they were rotating him out like he was. I guess he was just coming back from injury, but when he was in there, the Bears' offensive line dominated. Lucas Patrick got hurt. Whitehair moved back to center. Jenkins should have slid right in there at that left guard spot, just like he had the year before. And if he stays healthy, he's a top five offensive guard in the league, and he is the Bears' best offensive lineman. And when he's in, they can run the ball behind him all day, every day. Yeah, speaking of old line, the Commanders' old line did not look the greatest there, as they limited the they limited the Commanders to only twenty nine rushing yards. And now I haven't watched much of the Bears' run defense, but very good job there from your Bears. Yeah, they're not good on defense in general. I mean, if we look, click over here, Sam Howell, thirty seven attempt or thirty seven completions of fifty one attempts for three hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick, but the Bears' defense is just too soft. They they play cover two as a defense, not just as a coverage, and it, it comes to bite them in the butt because they don't have any pass rushing at all Do the Bears. I think they've had, what, two sacks and five games played now, six games played? Yeah, they have not looked the greatest. But, I mean, good for them with the run defense. I'm glad they got themselves a win. Now I know a lot of Bears fans were looking to lose, looking for a fire there, but I think this will, I think this will be a – this is a great win for the Bears, and I think they'll carry a lot of momentum into next week. Yeah, Sunday, Vikings. Yeah, it should be a really good game. Vikings are not looking the greatest now, especially with Justin Jefferson. Just got put on the IR with his hamstring. Not a good look for them at all. Or for my fantasy team. Me too, right there. But there's going to be have to be a lot of people that step up. We'll see how Kirk Cousins does. He's usually good around the noon games. But we will see how that game goes. As we are going to get into the Broncos and Jets, as the Jets beat the Broncos 31-21. to Now, this game, first half, Stressing out a little bit because Russell Wilson, he looked decent, but then there were some soft spots, of course, his safety in the end zone. That did not look good, but especially our special teams. Now, I get it. It's sunny there. Both of them had a fumble, but Marvin Mims fumbled. I believe it was on their own 20-yard line and gave it up to him after we got a three and out, and then the defense had to go right back out there. They only had held them to three, but we cannot be giving them that kind of field position. And then, of course, that little trickery, whatever they were trying to do there, did not like that at all as Pirine. Made a horrible throw to Marvin Mims on a lateral. That also was a fumble right there. And then Russell Wilson, of course, fumbled to end the game as they picked it up and returned it for a touchdown. The one positive I will say is that the Broncos' defense did look a little better, at least on the passing side, as they only held Zach Wilson to 199 yards and a sack, but, I mean, an interception. But their run game looked horrible as Brees Hall runs for 177 yards and a touchdown, had that long 72 yard run as that just shut down the Broncos 100%. And another thing with their offense, Russell Wilson, I mean, 196 yards, two touchdowns. He had a little floater, kind of a garbage time touchdown at that. But McLaughlin, I'm going to keep hyping him up, nine carries, 68 yards, as he also had a receiving touchdown on that little screen, a little trickery right there, too, as he bobbled it, caught it, three, three receptions, 21 yards in that touchdown. He was undrafted. We picked him up. Didn't know if he was going to make the roster, and I'm very glad he made the roster as Javante has not been playing because of his hip flexor as he was out Sunday. But Samaj Piran, six carries, 22 yards. Russell Wilson getting out of the pocket a lot more. I like to see that. Seven carries, 49 yards. But at the end of the day, you cannot have your backup running back be your leading receiver as Piran had four receptions for 73 yards. You got to get Judy more active. I get it, Sauce Gardner, but you just got to let him do his thing. Corlin Sutton only one reception for 13 yards. That just is not acceptable. I think we just need to get more players involved. Yeah, I think Denver just has the problem of they don't completely understand what Sean Payton's doing over there yet, and I think it'll come eventually. 
on their offensive side of the ball, and I think their defense is just brutal. Yeah, it, their it, defense does look brutal. I mean, the past defense, of course, like I said, looked a little better. We had a lot of people back this week, uh, like like Singleton was back, Justin Simmons was back, Pastor Tan had a good game. I was really happy to see that. But Nick Benito, as the Broncos did uh, trade away Randy Gregory, Benito was his backup. Benito looked really good. He had a couple of QB hits in there. He had two sacks, two tackle for losses. He looked really good, and I'm really excited to keep watching him. Yeah, and then uh, and a couple of other games we got uh, the Jags and the Bills. I thought the Jags had a, had a great game as Travis Etienne at 136 yards and two touchdowns. Trevor Lawrence, 315 and a touchdown. I thought all around they played well. The Bills' defense, I mean, only gave up 25 points, but gave up over 400, almost 500 yards completely. And then on offense, you know, that the Bills turned the ball over. Josh Allen had an interception, but threw for 359 and two touchdowns. And on the ground, they didn't really have anything to outrival there, the the uh, the England Jaguars. You got to start thinking that that had to be almost a home game for them. Now this was a Bills home game, which could come into play when they get into playoffs. But I mean, Jacksonville had two weeks in a row in London. I don't really agree with that one bit. Whoever's making that schedule, I I don't mind it if they're over there. Keep them over there. Yeah, I know, but I mean, at least give the Jaguars a home game. Yeah, and and again. Uh, kind of to stay around the area. The Chiefs only beat the Vikings 27-20. to 20 As Kelsey got hurt. Justin Jefferson got hurt. That game was full injuries. And uh, Kelsey down. Maybe the Swifties will finally stop watching. Yeah, I know. My mom asked to turn on the Chiefs game for Taylor Swift. was not very happy. I think maybe you need to talk to your mom and explain to her why Travis Kelsey's awesome and that the Taylor Swift makes Pfizer boy over there. Yeah, no, I'm... It, she did travel with the team, but she was not at the game, and I was very happy to see that because I could actually watch the football game, not just the booth where all of his family is, plus Taylor Swift. Yeah, I like what I like what Jason said about how the NBA kind of does it right. They'll show the celebrities once, twice, maybe throughout the game. Not every freaking play. Yeah, not every time she gets up from her seat. I mean, it's just it's getting annoying. It was funny one week, but then it's going to keep going on. I really hope it doesn't. Yeah, um... But over there, the Vikings, just I thought they were going to be the best team in the North up there with the Lions, and they just can't seem to put it together right now. What's what's going on? What do you think, Donnie? To be honest, I really don't know what's going on. They just aren't playing their best ball. I mean, their defense isn't looking good. Kirk Cousins has some really big opportunities. They just messes up, as I was talking about a couple weeks ago when he threw that pick six on the goal line to Carolina. You cannot have that. You just got to create those opportunities, and that's also something Denver is struggling with in the red zone. Yeah, I, yeah, that might be where they're struggling the most. But Justin Jefferson, out, that's not not quite a help. And I don't think is there any games you want to talk about from last week at all anymore? Not really. Other than the other than the New England Patriots benching Mac Jones again for Bailey Zappi, I think that that's going to keep happening. I mean, Bill Belichick did come out and say that Mac Jones is still the one, but I think it's time to start looking for a new QB for him, Colin. Yeah, this is the first time in the last however many years the Patriots have had quarterback trouble. You know, you had Tom Brady for so long. They don't they don't know what it's like to kind of struggle with a quarterback, and now they're seeing that with Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi. Yeah, no, it's not looking good for the Patriots right now. They are they are looking worse almost than the Giants at this point. Well, I will do this week's picks. So, Donnie, you get to pick first. We have Denver and Kansas City. Who do you got here, Donnie? This might sound crazy. This is not me just taking Denver because I like them. I'm going to take Denver here. I saw at the end of the game that Sean Payton blew up at Russell Wilson. I hope that puts a spark under his butt. And they Broncos need this win bad, especially on the road. I think Denver's going to pull out with this one. I don't think Kansas City is the greatest right now, and I think Denver will take advantage of that. 
Yeah, I think you're crazy. I'm going to go with Kansas City here. I just think they're going to attack that soft secondary of Denver. And Denver on offense really hasn't proved that they can do anything. And Kansas City does not have a bad defense whatsoever. Yeah, they still haven't been playing the best ball, and I'll put my odds on the Broncos here. All right, well, Baltimore, Tennessee. I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take Tennessee, especially after looking at Baltimore's wide receivers. I'm not very... I'm not very stoked on Baltimore right now. Is that game is also in London? Yeah, I think I think the receivers will have a little bit of a bounce back week here. Help out Lamar Jackson a little bit more, and then we're going to Washington, Atlanta. I'm gonna take Atlanta here. Yeah, me too. I watched Washington last week. I do like Sam Howell. Actually, no, I'm gonna change my. I'm gonna go with Washington. Ooh, I I'm like gonna take it. the Commanders, Redskins, Washington Football Team, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and then for our next game, we got Minnesota and Chicago. I think Minnesota bounces back here and gets a win in Chicago. See, I don't think Minnesota can without Justin Jefferson. I mean, they have TJ Hawkinson still and, and Jordan Addison, but I don't think they can run the ball that well, and I, I'm, I'm going to stick with Chicago. They're hot. They're scoring points right now. I know the defense is weak, but they're scoring points, and I think they're going to outscore the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you also got to remember that it is Chicago's defense, so anything can happen. That is very true, but you know, take the Bears. Then we're going to go on to Seattle and Cincinnati. I'm going to take Cincinnati here. Jamar Chase, ever since he won that press conference and said he's always open, ended up scoring three touchdowns. It looks like that connection may be back. I'm going to go with Cincinnati here. Yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati too. They bounced back last week with a win. I think they're going to continue the momentum and, and go in next. And then we got San Francisco and Cleveland. I'm going to take San Francisco. They dominated Sunday Night Football, and I think they're going to dominate the Browns on Sunday. Yeah, I'm going to take San Francisco here. As everyone's saying, they are the team to beat, and I 100% agree with that. They are just dominant on both sides of the ball. It's very hard to stop right now. Yeah, Carolina, Miami. Carolina is the worst team in football. I think we're both going Miami here. We are both going Miami. I still am not the biggest fan of Miami. I, I don't like Tua, but I think they're going to beat Carolina. Carolina is awful. Yeah, I'm a pretty big Tua guy, but, I mean, he went through a lot last year. I'm glad to see he's back and healthy, but I'm going to also go Miami. Big game coming from Tyreek. And then we got Indianapolis and Jacksonville. I'm really excited to watch that game. I think that's going to be a really good game. But I'm going to take Jacksonville here as Anthony Richardson's out for around a month with his shoulder. Not looking good. I'm also going to take Jacksonville. I think last week beating Buffalo, showing up the run game. Trevor Lawrence had a good game. We're, we're going to ride Jacksonville here. Yeah, and then next we got New Orleans and Houston. I'm going to go Houston here. I'm liking what C.J. Stroud's doing in Houston. No, New Orleans. New Orleans? New Orleans. I think uh, C.J. Stroud's overrated. I mean, he is an Ohio State quarterback, but he is pretty Don't, don't start with that. He's not. He, he had is, to sip. If he was so good, why would he have to sit behind Justin he Fields is, in college? He is proving my point right now of Ohio State quarterbacks not being very successful. Fields and Stroud are making my opinion a little wrong there, but I'm going to. It's because you're a conformist. You're conforming to what the rest of the media has to say about Ohio. Here's the thing, though, Colin. I am doing my research. When was there another successful Ohio State quarterback other than Justin Fields? And don't you dare bring up Joe Burrow because he played there for like two years and didn't play and then went to LSU, and that's where he got his fame from. I'm not even going to say Joe Burrow because I don't think Joe Burrow is that great. I was going to say Dwayne Haskins, and then he died. He wasn't the best, but he was solid enough. And, I mean, who else are there quarterbacks that we're talking about? Guys that weren't that great to begin with. They were really good at Ohio State. I've done my I don't research. think they were good at Ohio State. I think they just if had they weren't good, good enough at Ohio State, then why are they getting drafted? Because people are stupid. Frickin' Johnny Manziel went number one overall. Yeah, because he was the greatest quarterback that college football saw in that century. That is not true at all. I'll take him over RG3 any day of the week. Cam Newton, freaking Joe Burrow, nope. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, on Joe Burrow. No, yeah, but you're talking quarterback. strictly college performance, right? 
I'll take I'll take Money Manziel. I don't think anyone else is doing that to Bama. I think you're an idiot. I I think I like my take there. I really I, I don't. I I think you're an idiot. I love my take. All right, let's get back to our picks before someone gets a little wild here. Before someone gets hurt, Tommy. <laughs> We're gonna go on to New England and the Raiders. I'm gonna say that the Raiders keep their little win streak going. New England. See, I think New I think New England bounces back this week. I, New England has a problem there. I'm they're they're bouncing Raiders. back. Billy Bell. Let's go, New England. Then next, we got the Arizona Cardinals and the Los Angeles Rams. I'm going to take the Rams here. I'm also going to take the Rams here. They have now two solid receivers with Cooper Cup and Puka. I'm not going to pronounce the last name this time because I got made fun of last time I did it, but I, I'm going to go the Rams. Yeah, no, I'm I'm really liking that. I mean, Cooper Cup had a pretty good game, but I think Puka was still the main highlight of that game as he had a touchdown last week. Yeah, agreed. And then we're going to go on to Philly and the New York Jets. I'm going to take Philly here. I just think they're also unstoppable right now. Zach Wilson. I'm taking the Jets. I don't think Philly's as strong as they were last year. They look a little weaker. And now they're stopping the tush push a little bit, calling a penalty on it. It's an illegal play. I don't like it. So let's ride New York. I, I like that hot take a lot. They they performed well. We'll see how Brees Hall plays again. But we got Detroit and Tampa Bay. I'm going to pick Detroit here. I think they are the best team in the North. Yeah, Detroit is the best team in the North, and I'm going to stick with Detroit. Even though Baker and Tampa Bay has not been playing bad. But Baker I'm has been Detroit. playing well. I'm, I'm happy for him, honestly. Yeah, but I'm still going to take Detroit. All right, and then we got the Giants on primetime again against Buffalo. I'm going to take Buffalo, Buffalo here. And I believe Daniel Jones is not playing because of his injury. Yeah, and I, I just think Buffalo is still a great team to beat over there. Yeah, and Buffalo the, still is one of the best offenses. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I, I like Josh Allen a lot. I like Buffalo a lot. So we're going to go with Buffalo here. And then we're going to go to Dak Prescott in primetime again versus the Chargers. I'm going to take the Chargers here. I'm going to agree with the Chargers take there. I like Justin Herbert. I like their defense. Khalil Mack has six... Six sacks through five games. He had six sacks in one game, that was. So we're going to go Chargers. Yeah, no, Chargers are also coming off of a bye week, so they have a little bit more. But we'll see how Dak Prescott does after last week's performance. You're right, and Donnie, I'm going to beat you again this week like I beat you last week in picks. It was by one It was by one game, man. Eh, we'll bounce back. It's all that matters. It all it takes is one more win. We can always bounce back. We always find a way to. <laughs> oh, all right there, Donnie. Well, that's all we got for this week on the Cellar Dweller Podcast. This is Cullen King. You can find me on Twitter at CullenKing07 on Twitter. Donnie. You can find me on Twitter at, at Gilmore Donnie. We appreciate you guys for tuning in again, and we will see you next week.